Hey everyone, this is Nick Raboy, and I'm with my co-host Mike Lynn. And in this episode, we're talking to Kieran Pepiet from Fina. Fina makes it easy to capture notes and other action items in your meeting, so that way you can focus on the meeting itself and taking care of what actually matters. And Fina does all of this by leveraging MongoDB Realm, which was formerly called MongoDB Stitch, as we'll discuss in this particular episode. So if you're interested in possible use cases behind MongoDB Realm and how Thena operates with MongoDB, then this is the episode for you. The only constant in software is change. Software, data, and all things MongoDB. Welcome to the MongoDB podcast with your hosts, Michael Lynn and Nick Raboy. Hey, Kieran, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you today. I'm really excited to talk about Thena, your project, some things that you've got going on. Do me a favor if you could start out by telling the audience a little bit about yourself. Sure. Thanks for having me on, guys. Um, so as you said, my name is Kieran. I'm the founder of Thena. Um, my background has been a little bit of a mixed bag. I started off in uh, banking in uh, 2005 or somewhere around that, and then I uh, went between like different jobs and customer service for a while. I came over to Canada in 2013, and this was like my first time not having a job outside of work. So I, I decided to clean kitchens uh, for the Four Seasons and snowboard during the day, which was pretty awesome. But I realized pretty quickly I didn't enjoy uh, cleaning kitchens that much. So um, I decided I needed a different job. And I went on a, on Craigslist of all places, and there was this company advertising for, do you know generally accepted accounting principles? Well, I used to work in a bank, so no, but I'll apply anyway, right? And uh, it turned out that these guys were a startup, um, and this is where I like kind of fell in love with the startup scene. Uh, they were really in their infancy, and uh, they were trying to do like customer training, and they'd actually run me through the customer training as part of my job interview. And I was like, you can't have customers do this. So I ended up like writing them a new course in, in a couple of days. One thing led to another. I ended up moving to the Philippines and then uh, two years later, I came back and I was running operations for the, the same startup. And then that's when I realized like, this is, this is my jam. Like I really enjoy this kind of stuff. And ever since then, I've been trying to stay as involved in the startup scene as possible. What a great story. That's awesome. So uh, do what you love and, and the rest will follow is what I'm hearing. Do you want to mention the name of that startup or? Yeah, sure. Yeah. They're a, a payroll hero. So they are a SaaS company that does uh, HRIS for Southeast Asia. That's why I ended up in the Philippines of all places. Um, they, when, when I originally arrived, I was in this small town called Whistler, which is a ski resort you might have heard of. And um, they, they had this really clever idea of how they could find really good talent. And so they were looking for engineers in Whistler, people who'd come for like a, you know, a season, but they had all these skills that they weren't getting to use because they were bussing tables. And so they found some great people that way. And they went, why don't we try you know, different disciplines like customer service or something? And that's how, that's how I find them. Fantastic. That's great. And so we met way back, I'm going to say maybe two years ago, maybe even more, um, when you joined the MongoDB for Startups program. And you were one of the early adopters of Stitch, uh, which has now become Realm, our backend as a service built into MongoDB for Atlas, uh, MongoDB Atlas, that is. And um, yeah, so that's how that's how we met. And you're working on a startup now that is called Thena. Do you want to tell the folks a little bit about Thena? 
Yeah, um, so Athena in its current iteration is a tool that helps people run effective meetings. Um, we, we run EOS, the Entrepreneur's Operating System, and we're also Scrum for engineering, and they have uh, you know, meeting rhythms built into their frameworks. And we found that we were you know, often making decisions or recording action items, and we didn't really have a good system for centralizing this stuff. And you know, maybe engineering was talking about something that affected leadership, and we wanted a way to be able to keep everybody on the same page. And so it kind of came from solving our own problem. Um, and we wanted this a way that you could collaborate on agendas, the kind of stuff that you'd usually do maybe on the wall with stickies, that kind of thing. Um, we wanted to be able to simulate that in a you know software. And so we ended up speaking to other people in my network. I actually, I have a consultancy as well where I facilitate these types of meetings. And so I was doing this in my you know day-to-day -day job um, on the side. And we spoke to a few people who were running them on spreadsheets or you know had a manual process. And when they saw what we were doing, they were like, this is amazing. And so um, how Stitch fits into all of this is, uh, well, I, I maybe need to take a little bit of a step back. When, when we started, we, we actually had a, a technical co-founder and um, he decided that he'd been in the startup scene for about 18 years and he just got a really uh, good job that he wanted to continue in. And it just wasn't going to work in terms of like bandwidth, that kind of thing. And so we went from like having this dedicated, well, not dedicated, but a resource that really knew what they were doing to having nobody. <laughs> and so I kind of like uh, coded as a hobby on the side. And I'm like, what am I going to do here? And it was a little bit of a, you know, troubling time for us because we're a tech startup. We kind of need a tech guy, right? <laughs> like, or so you'd think. And um, I, I decided I'd go see is this something like I could maybe do myself? Like, could I take on the development myself? Cause I've, you know, dabbled in it a little bit. And I don't, I, I honestly can't remember how I can't came across Stitch. I think it might've been a Facebook ad or something like that. Um, I saw, and they were advertising like backend as a service. And I was like, hold on, this sounds incredibly intriguing. And uh, the more I looked into it, I was like, this does so much of the stuff that I would have been a little bit daunted from trying to take on myself, right? Um, like authentication, like linking up with the database, you know, like there's just a lot of boilerplate stuff that you, like is taken care of, like right out of the box. And um, that, that, that actually, honestly, I say this uh, completely honestly, if we hadn't have found you guys, we probably wouldn't have been able to execute, period, right? Like we, it really was the difference between us building our app um, or not building it. And so uh, I, I definitely give a lot of credit to uh, you guys in terms of helping us um, execute. Oh, we love to hear that. The website in order to, to learn more about Athena, what, what is that? Um, in case people want to look it up after the show. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's Athena.app. Athena.app. Perfect. Um, now, in regards to Stitch, which is, of course, now Realm, do uh, you mind sharing some of the features and functionality that were most critical towards your needs when when producing Athena? Yeah, sure. So, uh, and, and I might use the term Stitch and Realm interchangeably just because uh, I have been around with Stitch for quite a long time. So it will take a little while for my vocabulary to update. Absolutely. So really the stuff that was critical, I mentioned authentication. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, generally accepted print practices about how you do this now. And you guys just had it out of the box. So I really didn't need to worry ever. There's, there's a, the SDK that you guys have makes things super simple, right? Um, I can, I, you know, there's a function already built to handle registration, login, that kind of thing. You guys have taken care of all the encryption. 
I just don't, I just don't need to worry, right? Like I, I genuinely just needed to read the docs and then, okay, this is how I authenticate a user. And, and we, we've not used it yet, but you, you have uh, the ability to um, hook up to like Google or Facebook's authentication. And that's just all, you know, a switch of a button. And then I can add that functionality in. I, you know, I maybe need to add something to the front end to support it, but it's compared to building out the entire infrastructure you would usually need to be able to support that. It's night and day. Um, the the key feature for us. Uh, so I mentioned that we we help with collaborative meetings. So if you've ever done a retro uh, like a retrospective, you're probably familiar with like the system of everybody saying the things they want to talk about and then voting on the things you want to discuss. And so to be able to simulate that, uh, we actually need to, you know, see those changes in real time. So to do that, we took, we leveraged your change streams. So change streams are this feature that we can actually listen to changes on, you know, a collection uh, or a document. And um, that's what we're doing. We, we listen for changes on a specific document and that document holds the state of the meeting. Uh, we also listen for like changes in the meeting items collection. And then that way we can sync up every single user to what's going on. Uh, in that meeting at the same time. And so uh, we actually, um, I don't know if I, when we first started exploring this idea, uh, this was our third iteration. So we really didn't want to like rush in. Uh, we wanted to make sure we got it right. You know, we wanted a measure, measure twice, cut once approach. And so we, we made some wireframes, started showing it to those, those people that I spoke about at the beginning. And um, when we, when we actually got, you know, the feedback that we needed to, to continue, we managed to go from wireframes to uh, app, like a prototype in six days uh, and, and actually have like, so I, I was leading a quarterly, it, I think it was Saturday uh, and I was leading a quarterly meeting on the Friday for one of my customers. And we actually got to use the product with them at that quarterly meeting. Uh, and so you in terms of like a feedback loop, that's just incredible, right? I've you've never really had that kind of uh, agility before. And, and I'm, I'm not a good developer, right? Well, well, who knows nowadays, <laughs> trial by fire, but uh, <laughs> cool. But uh, yeah, you know, it was, it was incredible what we were able to accomplish in such a short pace, space of time. Um, and one last thing I want to say uh, on that is we, when we built that prototype, we weren't using the change streams. I actually discovered that later and we were using Pusher. Um, and because we like Pusher, it's a great service, not um, saying anything bad about it, but sure. mm -hmm. the fact that you guys had this already built in, um, we didn't have to worry about like state management because we were just listening to a document. So the state was already persisting and we didn't have to worry about like authentication because it's already part of the ecosystem. Whereas if, with Pusher, if we'd have pursued that as a, an option, we'd have, you know, really had to build out a lot more uh, to be able to use it. So, yeah, it was it's really helped. Wow, that's fantastic and and a great, um, uh, I guess, testimony to the to the product team that has put uh, Stitch together and, and now Realm. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, some exciting things happening in that space. But I'm curious about the rest of the app space. So obviously you're, you're leveraging MongoDB for your database. What, what else does this stack have in it? What does the, um, the stack look like? So right now in its current form, it really is um, a React front end and um, the MongoDB uh, realm. And that's, that are the two components that is our entire uh, stack right now. Um, so we, we've really managed to keep our tool set like light as a result of this too, because, you know, if, well, actually, no, that's, that's not true. Um, there is one other tool I just remembered. 
It, we, we do have some Lambda functions running on AWS. Um, so uh, when you mentioned we've been around since the, maybe, maybe not the beginning, but pretty close to it, right? Um, back then, the Stitch functions that uh, were in the app didn't have the ability to add dependencies. Uh, so, so we couldn't use external libraries. Now, this is something that you guys are, you've actually added functionality into it already. I think there are still some um, gaps in terms of what dependencies can be added, but how we got around that is because, because there's such a deep integration with the AWS ecosystem, we were able to just create a Lambda on um, AWS and then have a function um, in Stitch fired at. So we were able to use the Lambda functions with the dependencies to, and so we got like what we needed in a way that was pretty painless. So that would be the three the three components of our stack at the moment is we, we do have some um, some AWS stuff that's running on the serverless framework. We also have some of the Realm stuff and then the React front end. So where is Thena now in the in the life cycle of a startup? Are you live? Do you have customers? Yeah, we, we've just launched um, I want to say two months ago. So I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's been two years that we've been on uh, Realm. I think it's a little bit um, shorter than that, um, maybe like a year, a bit over a year. And I think um, we came on when we were on our second idea, because uh, the reason why we exist, Athena's reason for existence is we want to help entrepreneurs fulfill their dreams in business. And so all of our ideas help aid that in some way. Uh, the, the first one um, was actually this planning tool that helped people create their cash flows without having to know bookkeeping or accounting. And so it might seem like a an, an complete 180 turn to go into the meeting space, but when you know what our purpose is, then it kind of makes sense because meetings are the lifeblood of, of any business, right? And so that's, that's why we went this way. And I think it must've been February, March that we started building out like that, that six days that I, I was speaking about. Um, and then after that, uh, we got the feedback we needed. We went, we went from like the prototype to MVP stage. Like, so we've, I think what we're at the point where we consider the product to be pretty viable and we've got feedback from people using it to tell us, yes, it solves a problem in its current state. And so we're now letting people in, um, we've, you know, so we've got a small handful of, well, not, sorry, we've got a considerable amount of customers um, that are using the system and we've got a small handful of paying customers and we're, and that's because we're giving out free trials so that people can see what they think of the system. And that hopefully is going to be slowly converting over the next few weeks. And then we're going to, uh, once we've got enough feedback and we've got some testimonials and some social proof that we can leverage, then we're going to really open the floodgates and let people um, sign up. Cause I'd say, Whilst we've got a pretty good product, the UX and UI is not where I'd want it to be to like have folks doing self-service signups because um, churn, like the seeds of churn, they plant deep and they plant early. So I, I really want to make sure that uh, that initial experience for people is is great. You care about your product when you when you wait like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thanks. <laughs> so you've pivoted quite a few times and... Um... I love the fact that you've got a true north. You know, you set the, the true north as, as your purpose to, to help startups. And um, we had a conversation briefly about AI. And I think that's, that's kind of tipping your hat to where Athena may end up. You want to talk a little bit about the roadmap for Athena? What's, where, where is this product going? Yeah, so that, that's a great question. Um, the original hypothesis behind Athena was we wanted to build like the Alexa or Siri for business. 
Uh, and so we saw this ecosystem of having different um, skill sets that could link into our um, AI. And um, we, we definitely still have some love of that vision. I personally, you know, I see a future where humanity actually leverages AI to help people, um, not, you know, to push people out of jobs, that kind of thing. Because there's, I think there's two ways that it could go. If we approach it from like a scarcity mindset, we're going to have people leveraging AI just to benefit themselves. Whereas if we actually look at it from like, you know, abundance or like, you know, the entirety of humanity, this, this could be one of the biggest changes to benefit, you know, everybody's living. Um, so that's, that's why I'm really bullish on pursuing this. Cause I, I definitely think that there's a lot of benefits that could be had if we do this right. So how this still fits into Fina's vision is we, we definitely see an assistant helping people with their meetings. We, we want to leverage uh, Athena to be able to record the decisions so that you don't actually have to capture them, but also like keep the team on the same page. So imagine if you're, you're speaking about a decision that's already been discussed in another meeting, Athena can like notify you and be like, Hey guys, like we think, I think this thing's already been discussed. Here was that decision. Here's the meeting. Here was the actions that were taken from it. Right. And so now you've got this, this uh, system that's in, you know, aware of what's happening in your company and is intelligently informing you about things that's happening. At the same time, uh, part of the meetings that we do, especially the, the level 10s from EOS, you're, you review your metrics to see if they're on track or off track. If you are able to leverage AI into this, like the, it can start doing like pattern recognition and it can, it can tell you, it can also do uh, look at, one of the great things about artificial intelligence is, is its ability to look at data in a way that humans just don't, right? We have confirmation biasism just pre-built into us. Like we have certain behaviors that really don't make us great at analyzing data. We actually have to train those behaviors out of us to be able to make the right inferences from data. You don't have that problem with AI. Um, and so that's, we, we see a way of actually helping people achieve their goals by, you know, integrating the different data sources in with Fina so that when she's in a meeting, she might tell you like, hey guys, your, your conversions from trial to customers is down. And it's not usually down at this time of the year. You should go look into that. Or she might tell you that something's really well performing and you, you should go, you know, embrace that opportunity. And so this is how we can see the, the AI assistant coming back in. Um, I could probably speak for ages about this. Like I said, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of ways that I feel like we could uh, tap in and this is just in the meeting space, but really, um, the approach I've taken, do you, do you guys familiar with Stratechery? I am not. I've never even heard of it. Oh, cool. Okay. So there's a guy, I think his name's Ben Thompson. Uh, he does a blog called Stratechery. And um, he, he talks about Amazon and how Amazon's um, business model is actually to build platforms. And so if you think about Amazon, the website, you know, sure, they started off selling books, but really what they were were their first customer. And once they'd nailed how to do e-commerce, they opened it up for third parties to be able to use their um, ecosystem. And so now you, you, you can literally send stuff straight to the Amazon, um, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? They're, where they store things, <laughs> their factories. Ah, yeah, warehouse, there you go, yeah. So you can send stuff straight to the Amazon warehouse. They will sell it for you, ship it for you. They, they deal with everything. And that's just using the ecosystem they built for themselves. If you look at AWS, um, they did exactly the same. They needed all of this infrastructure for Amazon, and then they commoditized it and opened it up to the startup scene. Um, this, the, why this article brings us up is because they were talking about how the purchase of Whole Foods fits into that strategy. And when you look at it from that lens, it actually makes sense. But why I bring it up 
is we're, we want to do the same thing with meat, with the FINA meetings. Um, we're building our first product that we will then build the assistant on top of. And then we do want to open up the assistant to bring in those skills, like I, I mentioned before. But we're doing it in such a way that a meeting on its own is a standalone product that solves a real need for business owners right now. Um, so they don't need to worry about what the future plans of FINA are. They'll get value from using it today. I love it. And I love the vision. I, I've mentioned this in the past, but it reminds me of the, the Steve Jobs vision. If you think about the iPod, you know, it represented initially what people thought was a thousand songs in your pocket, but mm -hmm. that, that was just the, the beginning. And it really became a platform, a platform, you know, based on people using a device to store files and, uh, you know, it's obvious what they built from there. So absolutely fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating. And, and I love the use of the technology. The one thing that I'm thinking about is, um, your ability, this is a rare, a rare breed. So your ability to go from, um, high level, um, technical business strategy all the way down to writing, writing code in, <laughs> in JavaScript. And, um, there's, there's, probably few people that can really do that effectively. And you seem to be one of those people. Tell me about how you, how you're able to make those shifts throughout the day, obviously as a CEO and a COO for another business, you're needing to be operating at a very high level strategic level, but also, you know, as a product manager and, a, and even a developer at times, how do you make those wide shifts? I mean, it's, it's fascinating to me. That's a really good question. Um, I think at its core, it's about having good structures. So well, I think there's maybe two elements into that. Like there's, there's the ability to acquire the different skill sets. And I would very much describe myself as a jack of all trades, master of none. And um, like really <laughs> stress on the master of none. <laughs> so, um, but there's, I think you mentioned it at the beginning, doing what you love, right? So having a passion for these things is really what drives me, right? Like I, I was, I was smart in school, but I was terrible at school, right? Like I, I didn't show up to classes sometimes. They just didn't engage me. I really didn't enjoy the experience of being in a school environment, but I still taught myself things. And so if you want to have, you have to be curious. I think curiosity is what's kept me staying up to date on, you know, new things and trying out new skills, that kind of thing. But in terms of actually like context switching, um, you, you need to have structures in place that allow you to set time aside for the different things that you're going to be doing. And as you, as you mentioned, right, I, I, sit in, I sit in two businesses right now in, in leadership roles. Um, one of them is the operator, which is very much uh, removing barriers, you know, figuring out processes that will work. I'm actually, they're, the Ballistic Arts, the company that I'm the COO of, is a creative agency that's in the middle of a pivot. They want to focus on delivering data-driven sales funnels for their customers. So it's a pretty exciting time to be involved. And there's a lot of uh, work in reaching that new direction. And I'd say the first couple of weeks, I was like, okay, I've bitten off more than I can chew. What am I doing here? This was a mistake. You know, actually, I don't know if that was just the first couple of weeks, but I'm pretty sure I said that a good few times, right? But it was having a calendar, having a good task management system. I know that might sound really simple, but like using them, right? A lot of people are like, oh yeah, I've got a calendar. I've got this task management thing. But then when you go look at it, they haven't really kept up to date. I have to be religious with that, right? I really, really need to make sure that all my appointments are in there. 
Um, like I have a list of everything that needs to get done. Uh, there's a guy, you guys ever heard of David Allen getting things done? Absolutely. Cool. GTD. So, yeah, GTD. That's it, right? Um, I don't know if I've ever actually finished the book, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the, I've, I've read enough of it to um, get like, you know, his mind like water uh, philosophy and how he uh, deals with like uh, tasks and stuff. And that mind like water, um, I, I used to fight it. It came from my previous employers. They're like, oh, no, you need to have a mind like water. And I'm like, no, 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 no. My, my, my memory is one of my strengths, right? Why would I not want to have my memory? Missing the point entirely, right? It's no, you just don't want to have to be thinking about other things when you're focused on something. So making sure you've got a structure that gets things out of your head into a to-do list so that in the future, when you're like, what are those things I need to do? You've got somewhere that you know they are. That really allows you to be in the moment and focused. Okay. So near and dear to my heart, this conversation is where I've been spending a ton of time. And I appreciate the advice that you've given uh, well, not only me, but but the startups among the listeners that that are you know the founders among the listeners. Um, <clears throat> so tell us about your. Let's double click on that. Let's go into like okay. So what to do list managers do you use? What tools or software are you using to to help you with that segmentation in your day? Okay, so um, this might seem like a weird one. I, I just use the Apple uh, tool. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Like. And reminders or something yeah reminders that's it right yeah, that's yeah. It. so i used to use right newest I've, I've used trello uh i've used asana I've, I've i've probably used most project management systems trying to use them personally for me and it comes back to that like uh get out of your head as quickly as possible the ability for me to be like hey and i'm not going to say her name because she's sitting on my table but um siri um <laughs> yeah <laughs> up the words um the ability for me to say that and then just say what i need to say um and get it out of my head and it's in my inbox that's the game changer for me um and so now that they've added folders because for a while they didn't have folders in, in the app mm -hmm. it, it's just mm -hmm. made it that i can i've got the right level of organization it doesn't have a lot of the features that some of these more robust things have but it's i, I take the trade-off because of that ability to dump it and, and get it out of my head and then the same with uh, um, the iCal. That's the calendar app I use. I tried to use um, Spark for a while, which is a really good mail app. I don't know if you guys have ever used them before, uh, but I work in multiple time zones. And so um, iCal has this thing on the top right that you can turn on where you can switch time zones at the touch of a button. And so that, I need that. Like it's literally the main feature that keeps me in there. Um, Google Calendar has added like the ability to join a Google Meet meeting from inside the calendar, which I really like, but they don't have the ability to switch time zones as, or, or I'm, as far as I'm aware. And that's why I'm still here. So um, my choices are very much dependent on my needs. So I, I wouldn't want to say, hey, you guys should go out and, and use these things. But if you have needs like mine, like trying to get them out of your head and working with teams in different time zones, then those two things probably would work really well for you. Yeah, I just I just want to add on to what you said there. Uh, personally, from a personal level, I I live by my Apple Reminders app as well. Uh, cool. It's it's simple, but it gets the job done, and it keeps me on my toes um, all the time. Um, and then for calendaring, um, yeah, just a standard calendar application. But I also slip in there some Calendly, uh, so that way I can get some collaboration. But uh, calendar and to do list, those things are important. Mm hmm. Well, I think the, the, the trap not to fall into is thinking that your tools will solve your problems. Like there's this old adage that I really do live by, which is bad worksmen blame their tools. And I think um, 
It's really about your mindset and the structures you have. And then you, you could use any tool to enforce those structures. Um, like, you know, if, if, if I did need to use something else that didn't have that time zone support, I could create a structure to support that, right? There's like, there's websites like every time zone and stuff like that, that can really help me when I'm trying to do that. But I think if you can focus on making sure your structures work for you, then you'll find tools that fit into them. I like um, the fact that Thena dips into the communication space as well. You talked a little bit about how, uh, okay, so the, the meetings uh, assistant portion of Thena, it's been extended and you, you did talk about a React front end, but you also, tell me a little bit about what you've done with Slack. How, how can you interface with Thena via Slack? Right, so the, that's the first way that the assistant's gonna um, come into fruition. And it's speaking to what we just spoke about in terms of uh, getting things done. Um, I want a way that I can just get like the ideas that I, the things I need to talk about at the next meeting out with my head. So, you know, maybe you're having a conversation with someone in a Slack channel and you're like, oh, I need to ask engineering about that feature. And so being able to be like at FINA, add this item to the engineering team for me to bring up at the next meeting. And she just puts that into the agenda for the next meeting. That's, that's the kind of like time-saving stuff. We're dumping the uh, summaries from um, the meetings for each team into the right channel for that team. Because we, she also automatically creates summaries from the meeting and it shows you like, here's all the things that were discussed. Here's all the decisions that we reached. Here's all the action items that support those decisions. And then anybody, any stakeholder um, who wasn't actually at the meeting can go in and see those, those summaries. Um, and that happens like, you know, instantly after the meeting within seconds. Uh, and there's some other features that we have, we haven't added, um, like what I was mentioning around, like how she could be smart with the decisions and things, but really we don't want to, we don't want you to change the behaviors that you have already. If they work for you, we want to help elevate how you run meetings and also fit into your existing tools that you have. So we, you know, if you're using Google meet to talk to your teams or you're using zoom, we'll work with those two things in terms of like the communication play, but you'll have your agenda running by the side in Thena. And so that's how, uh, you know, we, we play nice with all the, all the tools that exist on the market already. And we we kind of, yeah, there are meeting tools that exist right now, but none of them, why, why we're different is we recognize that the niche we want to target is actually a behavior. And the behavior is people who run regularly scheduled meetings, right? Like on that, like, you know, they have some kind of cadence, like weekly, every two weeks, you know, monthly, that kind of thing. And, and when we looked at meetings from that lens, it allowed us to go like niche, we can focus on a specific niche, but we also, it makes it pretty horizontal straight away. And so it's, it's a very adaptable system uh, without trying to do too many things. Cause one of the mistakes that early stage startups make is they try to do everything for everybody. And you really want to nail your niche at the beginning and then you can expand from there. And so that's, that's given us a pretty good base to have that niche, but also have a very good view of how we can expand in the future. So um, I actually have a question and I, I apologize if this was already brought up uh, in the show and I missed it, but where exactly did the name Thena come from? Oh, um, no, it's definitely not been asked. Um, so again, this whole jack of all trades, I'm not a branding guy, right? So the name Thena comes from, uh, it's an acronym. It's the new advisor. So the N-A. And uh, that's, that's where the name came from. And it speaks to like, we wanted to be this trusted advisor to businesses. And you'll see even in what we're talking about in terms of how it helps with the meetings. 
um, it's, it's actually still giving you advice and feedback. It's still very much inside of that purpose of helping entrepreneurs uh, fulfill their dreams in business. So yeah, the name is The New Advisor. Perfect. I, I just wanted to make sure that it didn't come from like uh, Marvel's The Eternals or something. No, <laughs> I didn't actually like, so this again, hindsight being hindsight, I didn't realize that yeah. they were putting, you know, lots of money into this new franchise and Angelina yeah. Jolie would be, you know, Athena. Um, like I've got Athena, I've got a Google alert set up for Athena. And so I'm now pretty knowledgeable on what they're doing with these films. <laughs> I was thinking Greek goddess or, or something like that, but no, not at all. Yeah. It's totally, there's a lot of, uh, uh, people have said we could maybe pull upon that in terms of like, uh, branding and stuff, but no, it's, it's completely unrelated and you kind of need to have an AI, a name for your AI. Right. So it, it, it's a good name in terms of like, if we ever get to the point where you're actually able to say like, Hey, Fina, it works. It's also not yeah, short and easy. Yeah. So, um, Kieran, uh, this was a, a fantastic episode so far. Is there anything that you wanted to add for the listeners that maybe we didn't cover? Something that you've been uh, dying for us to to ask? I, I'm I don't think so, uh, honestly, guys. Um, let me think. No, just uh, if if there are anybody out there listening, wondering like how they can run more effective meetings, um, please like reach out to me directly. I'd, I'd love to actually have a conversation with people. We're, we're looking for uh, feedback and stuff. So um, like, as I mentioned, I actively consulted on facilitating meetings. So I'd be happy to like, even if it's just a conversation about how we can make yours better, not even to, to use the tool, like please feel, feel free. Uh, we're, we're part of the MongoDB Accelerator. Um, and so if you're part, if you're part of that network, you, you can find me in there and, um, I'd, I'd love to talk. Is that, is that the preferred way that you want people to find you? Or do you want them to visit Thena.app, uh, to, to get in touch or somewhere else? No, if, if, if you're interested in the product, please, yeah, go to Thena.app. You could sign up for a free trial, um, today, uh, and, um, you'd be able to start using the tool right now. If you, if you run regular meetings on a weekly basis or well, any kind of cadence, um, I, I assure you this would help you run those meetings. Well, Kieran, thank you so much for spending time with us and, and giving us some more information about Thena. I'm excited to try the product. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to get in the queue to, to give that a shot. Um, so Athena.app is where folks can go. How about you personally? Can we find you on Twitter or any social networks? Yeah, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Instagram and LinkedIn are the ones I really um, stay active on. So yeah, hit me up on there. And thanks for having me on, guys. This has been this has been a great chat. Loved it. Yeah, me too. Thank you.